Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters. And today I'm joined again by Ash as we venture further into her journey into home education. And it's the end of month four for Ash and Ismail. So tell us a little bit about how your December has gone, Ash. Oh, it's been a slow month, to be honest. I don't know if this is um, a theme. I don't know if this this happens to other um, home educators as well. But I think this month has been um, really difficult to get it's more motivated to do the, the standard kind of book learning that we've been d- doing up until now. So we've had to find opportunities kind of elsewhere for learning. And I say that, but I think I have to kind of almost trick him into, oh, we're not learning, but we are learning. That, that kind of um, ideology, which has been um, tricky and it's been really difficult, I think, from my from a mental point of view, as in, am I doing enough and that, that guessing and doubting myself? So it's been it's been a difficult month from from that aspect, I think. It's been difficult for you because you've been doubting yourself or has it been difficult for both of you, do you think? Oh, I think he's he's living life because <laughs> he's, he's got the freedom to be able to kind of, um, I guess, do the thing. So he, we've been doing lots of things. So he's very he's very into Christmas presents here this year, but not receiving them, giving them. So he's been very he's doing all the research about the different presents that he wants to get for everybody. And then kind of going out budgeting, finding the best prices for them, going out and buying them. And he doesn't think he's doing any learning here, by the way. This is him thinking that this is just life and he's, he's planning, you know, whatever this is what needs to be done. And that's probably a really good way of working for him at the moment, because there's a motivation of all that thirst for kind of learning that we had initially has kind of tapered off a little bit now we've I had to have a conversation to say because we're, we're having a break and I say break because we're still working through the break but not like books and paper and all those sorts of things um but we said we're going to review our timetable and have a bit of a fresh start in January because I think that's me kind of panicking though a little bit because I feel as though we need to have something down on paper and you'll know because of my initial plans in September I'm a bit of a planner and I like things to be kind of set and we're, we're going to go through these sorts of things but um my plans have gone out of whack a little bit so certainly in December and that's made me feel quite out of control and so I think it's more, more difficult for me of course but um equally for Ismail I don't think it's difficult for Ismail but I do I do worry that he is not getting the amount of learning because I'm not trusting the learning that I'm not trusting myself I guess enough to do the learning that we're doing naturally as being enough I suppose so I think it's about retraining myself a little bit more and again with the control kind of letting go of that control it's quite difficult to do. So you're feeling that he's learning a lot outside of like the traditional sit down learning but you you want to make sure he's still doing sit down learning every day yeah that sounds weird doesn't it i'm saying it but that is true because he is doing lots of learning and he's doing it off his own back as well so like i said you know he he would tell me about what was it he was telling me about something about beirut and an explosion that happened in beirut in 2004 or or something along those lines that he'd researched and he so he is learning about kind of history and things around the world off his own but I guess because as from my teaching background as well because I'm not always present when he's learning which is probably how it should be anyway I I don't know how to categorize and label it and put it into like little boxes so for me that's the challenge of kind of understanding his learning and then 
I, yeah, trying to move away from the traditional, well, this is history, then that's taken care of, and that's English, and that's taken care of. But obviously he's reading, he's, you know, he's he's researching, he's using his research skills, he's budgeting, he's using his math skills, all those sorts of things. But for me, like I said, it's quite difficult to kind of um, tie away from or, or move away from the traditional classroom learning um, things. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, it's I find that challenging. It, it's funny when you were talking because it made me think, and this is going to sound very arrogant, so I apologize in advance, but I was thinking the other day, because I'm nearly 50, I'm 50 next year, and I was thinking how much wiser I am than I was in my 20s. Like just in so many ways, I know so much more, but not just know stuff, but know stuff on a deeper level. You know, Like I understand things and the world so much more. And when you were talking, I was thinking, how did I go from where I was in my 20s to where I am now? I never did like we obviously don't do any really formal learning. I've done some courses and stuff. I obviously did my master's, but generally that's not the stuff I've learned. The stuff I've learned has just been through life. And it's funny how when children are children, we have this thing and I'm exactly the same where I'm like, okay, which category is it? Is this like, I would, I would have like, I would have a category, which was life skills, which covered almost yeah. everything. It was like 90% of their learning was life skills. And then the yeah. rest was things like, in, and but if he couldn't if I couldn't put in like English and maths box and a history box I would get kind of like oh no we haven't done enough history in inverted commas this week when realistically we'd been out to places we'd talked about things and I think when we're older and adults we're so much more open to the idea of absorbing learning from the world around us but with children I think we struggle with that I think we do the majority of our learning after we turn 16 or 17 or 18, don't we? That that's the that, that's the truth. And I think because of the education system the way it is, there is so much emphasis on these GCSEs or SATs, whatever it is that we're we're working towards, that that's not actually and I, I'm more and more I'm coming around to the way of thinking of that that's not actual learning because that's learning for a test or learning to learning for for a specific reason of course it's learning of course you have to do not you have to but you need those qualifications if you want to go down a certain route. I think for me, the panic is, and I've, I've talked about, I think I've mentioned this before, um, Ismail wants to attempt, try to go to year seven, go into year seven. And um, I, so if, if if he wasn't, if I didn't have that kind of as a deadline, I think I'd be more relaxed about this, but I don't want him to have to go into year seven and then really struggle to kind of reacclimatize to the learning that they're doing the pace of learning. So his, you know, just like writing stamina and things like that, I feel as though are going to be his own struggle with. Um, and so breaks like this, I say break because the, the breaks from the book, but he's still learning in, in other ways, which I think is probably more valuable. It is more valuable learning because it's following his interests and it's the things that are going to really stick it, the, the sticky knowledge that we talk about in schools. But I think for me, that's quite kind of worrying because I feel as though he's going to fall, that's that, that expression fall behind. And and I think that's the, yeah, that, that for me, that's the worrying part that I need to make sure he's in a place where he's not feeling so overwhelmed because then I'm not setting him up for success. However, I think I've mentioned to you before as well and how, I, you know, I'm not sure that that is the best option for him because he's he has been thriving at home. His, his mental health is just so much better if he has you know as something that that in, in the past he was having situations where he was becoming very overwhelmed and he becoming angry with those things and not really being able to understand his emotions and all those sorts of things whereas now if something a bump that he does hit a bump in the road his resilience is so much better because he can talk himself out of it within kind of you know not even half an hour whereas we'd be stuck on something for, for days you know in the past so you know th there are so many benefits to, to where where he's come to but from an academic point of view, I just feel a little bit out of control with it. 
but yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've always been a big fan of sit down lessons, like, like the, cause I'm quite a structured home educator. So, so I'm never going to sit here and say to you, Oh yeah, who needs sit down lessons? He's learning everything from from the world around him. Lots of people would, and they'd probably be right. But I'm, but that's not my ideology. And so I totally understand what you mean about sort of feeling like, well, they need to be doing something that involves practicing their handwriting, practicing their maths. You know that kind of maths muscle that I'm sure we have because mine isn't there. So I'm guessing my mine's very flabby, but very flabby maths muscle. <laughs> and um, and I think that there's. Have you tried, for example, saying to him, you know, if you want to go back to school in September, we, you know, we need to make sure that you're sort of acclimatized academically. So you need to be doing, say, like one hour every day where you sit down at the table and you're just doing some writing, doing some maths, for example. Have you brought him yeah, in? That's the last yeah. conversation we've had. That's the, so, yeah, he know he's been mildly aware of that, but I'm very aware of that, that maybe sometimes I'm saying it because I'm in a a panic so all I'm stressing about it so I'm saying we need to make sure we're doing this but just before we had like a, we had an official break where I'm not you know telling him to do it anymore and um, we talked about how you know that that's an issue and he needs to make sure that he isn't you know in the right place for September if that's what he wants to do and he was like yeah well because the whole Christmas holidays were stretching in front of him at the time they probably still are because we only just broke up but he uh, he was like yeah yeah we can do it so I said I, I said we should do a new timetable because I think my initial timetable was naive I had too many things in there and we weren't getting through every single thing every day which makes you feel like you failed a little or makes me feel like I failed a little bit so yeah. I think maybe tying it down now you said something really interesting you said an hour a day so um he is actually doing an hour a day of English and maths most days anyway so he is actually sitting down and doing that but to me because my initial timetable was quite lengthy I had like an hour 45 minutes to an hour of English maths and then I had um a couple of topics as well and then like history and science or something within a day I think because I've gone from that mentality to just doing that little hour of basic kind of maths and English in a day and then he does his own learning I think that's what I that, that's my uh, mindset that needs to be I need to adjust it for that but yeah like I said we've had we've had this conversation we've decided to have like a new timetable from January which is not as overloaded as the one we had before and see how that goes and see where that goes I think that I think that's a really good idea because I think that kind of new year retrospective is really helpful where you look back and you think okay we've done four months you know what's worked what's not worked what do we like and we want to keep and what do we want to change I think that's really helpful and one thing I would say when it comes to the timings is that I think I think we really overestimate how much time our child needs to spend sitting down learning when when they come out of the school setting. Because in the school setting, we're so so used to them spending quite a lot of time sitting down at desks. But it's a completely different thing at home because it's so much more intense. And realistically, they're, they're not as distracted. I mean, you've worked in schools and I've worked in schools. When they're sitting at desks doing an hour of learning, that's not an hour of learning they're doing by any yeah. stretch. <laughs> it's maybe about... 10 minutes <laughs> and it actually gets less and less as they go up the school system which is ironic you think it would get more and more but it doesn't um so one thing i would say is that an hour every single day or most days of doing sit down learning i think would prepare him pretty well for secondary school when there is an argument and i'll put and i'll pop it up for all those people who are listening going uh uh uh, uh like this <laughs> there is an argument that says that this process actually might be better off spent on building up his, improving his well-being and building up his resilience, if you like, for 
um, for sort of overwhelming situations and then reigniting his love for learning and all of that. And actually, maybe that might be a better preparation for school. I don't know. Absolutely. That that was my intention, though. So when I took him out of school and when we deregistered, my biggest intention, my, my biggest hope or aim was to build up his self-confidence again, just in himself and in his, just to reduce his anxiety and all those things, which has happened, which is, which happened pretty instantaneously, to be honest. Like, it was quite a quick, like, I guess a, a breath of relief, like just to kind of like, just a, a sigh and, and just kind of the, the stress of the school system just melted away, which I think is, you know, it, it, which is quite scary for me thinking that we're going to be back there in September because, it will be difficult to, I think, for him to navigate that. So giving him those skills, those coping skills, I think is really important. It's going to be really um, imperative for him to have to be able to handle those situations. And I think, but yeah, there's got to be a bit of a balance with the academic things as well. But in year seven, so far as I understand and what I know from my, my experience is that it's a bit of a consolidation year anyway, where you're kind of consolidating the learning you did in year six. So, or, or, or lack thereof, well, not from a school point of view, personal, I should say, not the academic side of things, but, um, so yeah, I guess I just need to basically work with him on getting the the, bare, the, the, the foundation there, which can be revisited in year seven, I suppose, and making sure that he is mentally able to kind of deal with those things. I think you said a really valid thing towards the start of this podcast, which was when you said that um it was I asked whether it was you who'd been struggling or you and Ismail who'd been struggling and you said no it was really just you and that he was he was sort of pretty content with how things were going and I think if you if you look at it and you see that he's doing sit down learning an hour most days he's doing he's doing loads of out, outside classroom learning if you like you know loads of wider learning and he's so much happier doesn't like the little there's a little part of my brain that says I don't know like maybe he doesn't need to change anything about how he does it maybe it's you and how how you sort of like you consider we always have this little person on our shoulder when we home educate because we're just on our own you know we don't really have sort of a, any guidance or markers of whether we're doing it right or doing it wrong not until basically they get to GCSE age and then we're like oh okay we haven't done too badly then but for years it's like a barren wasteland where you don't really know how you're doing and I think so often we fill that gap with self-doubt. And I don't think that's anything to do with our children or, in fact, our home education journey. I think it's just about us <laughs> as parents, yeah. you know, where we just fill these gaps with, oh, I'm not doing enough, you know, and then it becomes we're not doing enough. But actually it's not, that's the wrong pronoun, I think. I think it's generally about us and our doubts. I think the hardest part of the journey for me so far has been that doubt, that self-doubt, that um kind of you know am I letting him down have I done have I done enough um is he doing enough that is probably for me because but it's probably because and I, it probably is because my first year doing it I suppose um as opposed to kind of um, home education I, I suppose once you get into a rhythm you kind of you you trust yourself a little bit more but I think for, for me the, the trust isn't quite there with myself because I've only I've done a short amount of time that I am the, that is probably the most challenging thing for me as as a as an individual um actually I think, yeah. um and I and I hate to say this because I feel like it's not, <laughs> like I don't want to like quash your dreams that it gets easier but it never goes away that self-doubt <laughs> those those doubts they never go away but what happens is they become a kind of background hum that you get used to so it's like they're always there like even now I've been doing it a long time and I regularly have those I'm not doing none enough I'm failing them I've failed them 
if they were in a school, they might have done this, that or the other. And you, I think you always have that. And I think it's just a case that you get used to it and you're like, oh, okay, it's this again. It's this thought again. And you've had it for 10 years and you're like, oh, yeah, I recognize this pattern. And I think that's all that happens. I don't think it actually ever goes away. You just learn to live with that hum. I think it's like parenting, exactly the same as parenting, isn't it? That low level worry that starts when they're born and yeah. stays with you. That's just I think that's there for life. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks for that. <laughs> I feel really bad. Optimism, thinking of the more more I do it, the the better it will get. But to, yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I can when you're relating it to parenting, I, I think yeah, you're right because that worry never goes away, does it? Once you're a parent, you're a parent, and yeah, you're not really um, always prepared for the the worry that comes alongside it. But yeah, I think because it essentially is you parenting, but then taking the responsibility of schooling on as well. So it's not just. Um, parenting anymore you've not you've got nowhere to send your children to for six hours of the day where you don't have to worry about that you're doing it yourself but the benefits that come with that and it's really important for me to remind myself and remind remind us all of the benefits of just him as a person and his personality which has been able to just flourish in the time that he has been at home and not not had to worry about the stress of going to school um, and there's he's taking up badminton as well so that's another thing he's doing like, like he wouldn't be doing that if he was at school so he you know we all go like one we go once or twice a week and it's something that he's improved on so it's been such a steep learning curve for him from not even being able to like play to now actually have a rally and things like that so he is growing in other areas as well that I you know we wouldn't normally consider them home education home education but or home educating but they are they are part of his learning aren't they because he's growing as a person absolutely I mean I think home education is one of those it's one of those scenarios where, you know, when you see those videos and they're throwing babies into swimming pools and then they just like bob up and swim to the surface and <laughs> swim around. And then you try to throw an adult into a swimming pool and they basically drown if they didn't know how to swim. And I think it's a bit like that with home education. Children invariably take to it really well. And I think it's us adults that sometimes find that transition much harder. I think it's what we, we've been conditioned to believe as well, isn't it? We, because we've been through the school. Uh, most adults, I'm sure there are some who have been home educated themselves, but the, the majority have been in the traditional school system themselves. And then they kind of ingrained to believe something a certain way. And then it's quite difficult for me personally, it's quite difficult for me to then um, move away from those, those traditions of, of schooling. But I want to, like, I really want to, and that's why I'm taking steps to move away from them. But it is harder to do. It's easier to say than to do, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. And I think you're doing very well because I think, you know, you're still very new to it. And I think the two of you actually are adapting really well. So I wouldn't worry too much. It's just it's just that natural process where these little voices in your head start piping up and making you feel inferior. So um, I wanted to ask about socialising, but I'm, I'm aware that December is really not the month for that because home educators just go into hibernation for two Hibernate, weeks in yeah. December. <laughs> I wasn't I didn't even know about that but yeah they absolutely everyone has hibernated I'd say but he has had lots of opportunities with it being Christmas to mix with old school friends and kind of people that he would normally see around Christmas anyway people that he doesn't see regularly um kind of children his age but we always get together kind of a couple of times a year so he's had a lot of kind of opportunities to do things with people that he wouldn't normally but we have not um gone to the stage where we've made those those friends which I think are so important for him because the, one of the biggest reasons he wants to go to school, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, is because he wants to feel normal. He wants to feel like he's got a social circle. He's got those things which he hasn't got at the moment when he's home educating. Of course, he socialises with people that he, he's familiar with, but he's not got that circle of friends that he would have, well, that he would ideally have if he was in, in, in school. So that's something that we need to 
continue to work on but I'm hoping like do people come out of hibernation in January does that happen or yeah yeah and the Facebook groups get very busy with people who have had a Christmas very much like you and they and they get to New Year and they think I really need to like find some friends for my child so they tend to go on the Facebook groups and sort of start clubs and that kind of thing and honestly your your local Facebook groups are your friends when it comes to anything like this just like get out there and really you know we were talking about it in the last episode you have to kind of throw yourself out there much more than you would if it was just you trying to make friends you have to like really kind of like pursue people and be like yes let's meet up oh I know it's not worked three times in a row but let's have another go <laughs> absolutely yeah no that's out that so we've got some resolutions for the new year that I think we'll be following I think we've got to you know we look at the timetable, look at socialization again, and just kind of try and get him, throw him into it again a little bit more, get that motivation going. To be fair, I think he's fairly motivated anyway because he's he's quite enjoying the whole aspect of home educating, and I am I, I am too. I really enjoy spending like lots of time with him and I don't feel guilty for like not having that. You know, when you're children at school and then they've got clubs and things after school, and then you don't really get that time to connect other than maybe you know if you have a didn't have dinner together and then you really can't get to the surface of really what's going on with them I kind of feel like I don't have that air aspect of of anyway I feel like I know him really well at the moment and what, what he's going through and all those sorts of things yeah actually yeah so I think we just need to have a few things that we set that we're going to aim to do not too many things because I think that's what we made, mistake we've made in the past is it's become too overwhelming maybe just have a couple of goals that we have that we want to meet um and hopefully that will make him happier anyway make him more well because I think he would want that I think he would want well he does want that he does want to have more children his age to kind of play with or to engage with so I think that's going to be a positive for him not not a negative so that's that's the aim yeah, that sounds that sounds a good plan for January, I think, because this sense of wanting to go back to school to feel normal is is rooted in the fact that he's not hanging out with people who are home educated. So for him, it feels very weird. Whereas if he hangs out with people who are home educated, that will start to feel more normal. Um, the first time my children hung out with schooled children it felt very weird for them because they'd not really ever done it. They'd only really ever hung out with home educated children. So it's what your normal is, what you surround yourself with. So the more you can surround yourself with the new normal, then the more chance there is <clears throat> that come September, you won't you won't have to put him back into school. And then you won't need to worry about this pressure to keep him up to date with the school system. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. Well, thank you so much for taking time during your Christmas to come and speak to us on the podcast. We look forward to hearing from you in January and hearing what you've been up to in January and um, have a very lovely new year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Ash. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.